0: hello hello. welcome to another episode of Be Open and authentic with Rohit. Today we have Erica with us. So today uh, we'll be focusing more on startups, you know entrepreneurship and uh, and the uh, challenges associated in a, in a day-to-day startup life. And uh, you know Erica is one of uh, the people who quit the corporate job and and you know uh, chose the startup path. So you know I'm in the same boat, so I want to understand more more of her journey and uh you know she's she's also um you know involved in many of the incubator and accelerator programs uh and and she also helps you know so many so many other folks uh you know in the, in the community so just want to understand how she you know manages that and uh and uh, do all of it you know on a day-to-day basis so um, I'm i'm excited for this podcast and um Thank you for uh, joining, uh, Erica. I appreciate all the time and effort.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be a a part of it.
0: Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, do you want to start with a brief introduction?
1: Sure. Uh, Well, as you said, my name is Erica uh, Harvell, and I am the co-founder and CEO of Notad Inc., which uh, NoDat is a geo-targeting mobile marketing platform. We uh, use AI and machine learning and geotargeting technology to make it easier for consumers to find the information that uh, they're looking for in a local area.
0: Nice. Right. So, so do you also want to, you know, give a little bit of introduction about, you know, your your um, journey before, you know, know that.
1: Sure. Um, so I have about a decade of experience working in uh, high-scale customer loyalty. Um, I was in the retention org at AT&T at the headquarters here in Nashville. Um, and while I was there, I helped uh, work on the American Express Plenty loyalty uh, program, which is a coalition. It's like a loyalty coalition of mm-hmm. like lo- eight large conglomerate companies um, mm-hmm. that gave away points for, you know, uh, every transaction that you made with these eight companies and you could spend those points with any company within the conglomerate. So I, I, yeah, it was pretty, it was a pretty good idea. We built it up to like 50 million, um, subscribers. Um, mm. and you know, people were really excited about having more control over their loyalty points and not being yeah. told what to do with them. <laughs> so.
0: Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. So, so how did, uh, you know, what, what are the lessons from it? Uh, or, or how, you know, but another cu- a curious question was, you know, I mean, that seemed to be an a, you know interesting program or domain to stay with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what really made you, uh, you know, take a you know diversion and you know cruise through us in in, this, in the startup journey?
1: It, it had nothing to do with uh, what I was doing at AT and T, to be perfectly honest. Even though it just mm-hmm. ended up, you know, falling in that uh, in yeah. that realm. But really, it came from the idea, my son was upset that Mm -hmm. he missed the opportunity to go to a water park that had opened in our local area. And um, he came running to me crying and was like, Mom, you didn't know about this water park? And I told him that I didn't know about it. And um, I started asking my family and friends if they'd heard about this water park. And only one person did. Mm. And that person knew that the water park was only $3 a day. And so I was like, every parent should know that a new water park is open in their local area and it only costs $3 a day. It doesn't know, make right? any sense. Right. Like, how do you keep that to yourself? Yeah. And um, so I started doing more research because I was you know, really curious as to how I had gone all summer long, not knowing about this water park yeah. uh, and talking to small businesses and, and uh, local businesses and really learned that the issue with local advertising is that um, local search is dominated by the same companies. Every time you yep. go to, you know, go to Google and type restaurant near me or, uh, you know, recreation near me, you get the yep. same things all sure. the time. Yep.
0: Um,
1: and this was creating, you know, more challenging issues for consumers like myself, um, mm-hmm. costing small businesses not to be able to generate repeat revenue, and yep. so I started, you know, working on solving that problem uh while I was at ATT. Oh, um nice. and so we worked on Nodak for about a year while I was still at ATT and um got up to about uh a little under 10,000 downloads. And that's oh. when I decided that it was time to to go.
0: Wow. Okay. So before uh, you know, even quitting uh, the company, you already had ten thousand downloads mm-hmm. in in one year, and you had the app built in one year. Wow.
1: Yes. That's yeah. that's well, it took dope. Like six months. <laughs> wow.
0: Okay. The yeah. six months is is pretty. I mean, um, fast in my opinion, or based on my experience, because uh, you know, how did you? You know, once you have the, once you had the idea, you know, once you see that is the problem. Uh, you know, because people, or at least, you know, if I, if it were me, you know, I would have spent more time on, I don't know, um, researching and, you know, maybe not going in, not making any progress, you know, things like that. Mm. So, but how did you, you know, uh, how did you move quickly? And I know, uh, how did you uh, approach this, you know, product market fit thing too, right? Because, you know, once you talk to people, again, there are so many questions that, hey, if you talk to people, you know, they are only going to give you what you want to listen or things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, and it, it's very tricky, you know, process, um, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion. So, how did you deal with it?
1: So, we didn't get product market fit the first launch. Um, Because, sure. like, our first product, when we launched, even though we got, like, to 10,000 downloads, we launched as a video review platform because that was the first um, mm. product that we decided to use or build to solve this problem. And, um even though people were using the product businesses were not willing to pay us for video reviews so we had to go back to the drawing board again and say okay what is it that you really need and yeah. um they needed to be able to retarget uh yeah. consumers and so then we started testing with that uh, we just really found product market fit last year you know when a business was like okay I
0: like this. I'm willing to pay you beyond the the trial. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, so it
1: took
0: so a lot of had... testing. Oh yeah, that's that's a long time, right? You know, uh, pivoting. I mean, I'm glad you got, you you know learned this initially, and you know you were able to pivot pretty mm-hmm. fast. Uh, but you know, uh, it has been like what five years since you worked on, and you found the product market fit last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. which also means that you have been experimenting and prototyping for the past four years. Yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. how uh, how did you, what like, how did you, what was your thought process? Because, you know, if I'm if I'm in your position, I'm sure I would be freaked out because, you know, I left my job, right? And, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, yeah. and yeah. I'm on the startup and I'm, I'm full-time on startup. And, you know, the chances that, you know, I make revenue are a little smaller. It's also not mm-hmm. about, revenue alone, you know, I'm also hurting my corporate, you know, chances of you know growing and things like that. So it's it's a pretty big risk. I'm sure it's mm-hmm. it also comes with a lot of fluctuations, but just want to understand your thought process and how you dealt with it.
1: So at first it was really, really tough. Um but my why was always there. Um why I was working on solving this problem was bigger than anything else. Um and so, and I also knew that um, previous companies like Instagram, for one, it took them three years to find a uh, product market sure. fit, right? Yep. And so that kept me going as well. And knowing that um, solving a problem this huge, you're not going to find the answer uh, with your first go, right? Like yep. with your first. Um, First product, so I knew that the more that we continued to research, as long as we were solving a real problem, that's yep. what gave me uh, the motivation to continue to keep going. Um, but and I, I did a lot of freelancing on the side to to pay my bills. I, I, I cut down uh, a lot of luxuries, you know, um, changed a a lot the way I eat. Like I lived off of noodles, my kids and I. Like, we, we ate Roman noodles for, <laughs> you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um oh. You know, um, it, if when you're going after something that is bigger than you, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it's not just the fact of, oh, I'm going to make a lot of money. It's like, no, this needs to exist in the world. It isn't mm-hmm. just something that's cool um, to have. It's something that needs to exist because... Right now, the only people who can actually compete in the market and and uh, compete on Google are larger companies who can afford to pay yep. for SEO, who can afford to wait two years for SEO to work, right? Yep. Yep. Um, And these larger, these smaller companies were dying off, especially like we saw during COVID when yep. uh, all the shutdowns happened. Yep. Um, the businesses were closing down because they couldn't get their information to their existing customers. And they kept telling us, it was like, we don't even care about new customers right now. Just help us get our existing customers back when the country opens back up. And so um, that's what kept me going. Just knowing that that problem was still unresolved and that one day somebody was going to solve this problem, make a billion dollars off of it, and it might as well be me. So that's what kept me going.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I I like this approach, right? You know, uh, trusting the problem. Uh, are understanding the problem so much that, you know, we need to solve for it uh, despite whatever uh, may we make, whatever may come, right? Because uh, I think that's one reason you are able to, you know, keep on pivoting, but uh, the fact that you are, you know, still, uh, you know, working to solve the same problem Mm -hmm. is, is good because, you know, you do not pivot of, uh, from the problem statement you know the problem statement is same solid you are just finding a way to build solution you know in a way that helps many people um mm. and and i agree with uh, you know uh the google you know seo and all the stuff right because it's not about whether you can afford it whether you have the you know skill set you know and, and the luxury to do it too because mm-hmm. Uh, you know when it comes to small businesses and you know they don't they're not in the business to work on you know uh, google seo or things like that you know some mom and pop shops or some you know some authentic uh you know centers places in 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 a in the countryside they don't want to spend you know they can't or they don't want to spend you know time and effort you know on all this stuff but but yeah, I, I'm, I'm I really believe you know this is kind of the platform that that uh, you know that that needs to exist and you know more and more people should start using it. Um, but but yeah, th- thanks for sharing that. And uh, and, and then you said uh, you know you you also do freelancing on the side you know to make to pay for your bills and things like that. So. You know, can you give me a little bit of you know a, more, a more more information on you know how you find the opportunities or you know what exactly you do with freelancing? Because you know I'm sure many people are out out there you know just trying to see uh, how they can quit the job uh, and you know s- see whether there is a, there are any other ways to you know keep uh, keep uh, the house running uh, while, while they work on startups. So you yeah. know this might this might be help, uh, helpful to some money. So yeah, so because.
1: We were working with small businesses. Like we're building a platform for small businesses, so I created relationships <laughs> with those businesses to build their websites, um, oh. to manage their social media, to help that's them create right. uh, marketing strategies or customer loyalty strategies. Um, mm-hmm. So I did a lot of the work that they could not hire for uh, in house, yep. um, and that's how I paid my bills. and And I, I wasn't trying to, you know, make money where that allowed me to travel. Or that would allow me to shop. I, my goal was to make enough money that where I could yep. continue to pay our, uh, you know, my mortgage. Where I could continue to buy food for the kids and clothes for the kids. Like if the kids had what they needed, out you know everything yep. was was fine. And that was the goal that I set for myself. And then um, my CTO, well, you've met Ryan, uh, my yep. CTO. He was all in as well. So we would. We were both building this company, just the two of us working for free. Um, well, wow. you know, without pay. Um, so that helped a lot. That kept the um, the product uh, going, uh, the development of it going. So. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. Well, uh, that, that's that's good to hear. Uh, you were also solving other problems on the side. Uh, where freelancing for small businesses while building a platform for them. Uh, that, that's that's good to know. So. You know, one other question that I want to ask you, right? Uh, you know, if you look at the statistics for women, you know, for fundraising, you know, mm-hmm. that's really low. And yeah. when it comes to black women, um, that's even lower. It's even lower, yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? So mm-hmm. we all know this in general. I'm sure you'd have thought about it, you know, before quitting the job. So, so you know, just want to understand um, the the challenges that you faced as a black woman, you know, founder, you know, so far and uh, how you, how you dealt with it?
1: So I honestly had no idea that black Uh, people were not getting funding at this rate. I I was a little bit naive in thinking that the world had become equal, right? Because I was living in my plus job. I was making a hundred thousand dollars a year, five bedroom house, you know, I was living the life. And so yep. I was in this place where I thought, okay, since I was able to achieve this, then I should be able to do the same thing that, um, you know, Zuckerberg and them have done as long as I put in the work. Yep. And it was really a shock to me uh, when I first started, uh, you know, my first crowd raids, and the, you know, the black community didn't know what I was doing. They thought I was begging for money. They thought, mm-hmm. you know, it was like if she can't pay her bills and she don't need to have a business, like they didn't understand. Whoa. And yeah, so they they crowdfunding and raising around from your family and friends, like the family and friends round was not a thing in the black community. Uh, in my, let me say in my black community, because yep. there were black entrepreneurs who had tried to do this and they already knew. Right. Yep. So it's just that it wasn't really widely talked about as it is today. Hmm. And so um, during that time, I connected with two other black entrepreneurs who were also experiencing the same issues with raising funding for their businesses. And um, we built a accelerator called twin day. Whoa. And um, it's a accelerator for uh, founders of color and, um, whether that be a small business or a tech uh company, that basically connects them with the resources that they need in the state of Tennessee. Um mm. and so it it's it's so crazy because when you think about um you know how people say when black women get access to things then that helps the rest of the world. Um uh, yep. and I really, really believe that because when we're, you know, experiencing um things of inequality we don't just go and say hey you need to fix this for black women we stop and we fix it for everybody else as well to make sure you know everybody else has access and so it, it is it does take a black woman a little bit longer to get to somewhere where our counterparts may be able to do it in five years it may take that black woman six or seven years um to, to build a billion dollar business because nine times out of ten we're running into biases we're running into uh systems of inequality that we are stopping in and fighting against
0: yep so. yeah no fair right? um so you, i i think i can i totally see it uh you know the the thing that you said right in terms of whenever you know black women solve something they solve it for the rest of the world as well um mm-hmm. uh, you know i've seen uh some you know i, I was uh, glad to attend some of the you know uh accelerator program um, you know uh, for AWS where I've seen it in life that uh, the some of the great initiatives by black women which are really inspiring yeah and Mm -hmm. and uh, you know that's that's what made me think you know why why, uh, I mean uh, why are we uh, you know why the chances for you know raising funding are still low because if a woman is you know uh, going all in Considering you know all the family scenarios and uh, you know all you know, there is so much to sacrifice for a, for a woman, right? Which is mm-hmm. which also means that they're super resilient. You know they know what mm-hmm. they are going after yeah. despite all the scenarios. Which also means that the chances for them to succeed are high given the right support system. Mm-hmm. but, you know, uh, but the fact that, you know, the odds are against them, you know, is, is kind of surprising. Um, which is, which is very unfortunate. Which but, tells uh, you
1: that it's not because they don't believe that we can't do it. It's because they know that we can, right? Like <laughs> if, if you know that, um, I can't remember the guy who created, um, either Y Combinator or 500 startups, he wrote a book and he said that his, the best startup is a, um, he wrote a book and he said the best startup is a 21-year-old who can couch surf, right? Like they don't yep. have any responsibilities and they can couch surf. And then um, you start to see 40-year-olds, 30-year-olds yep. who are even more scrappier, right? But yep. when, when you get into the the weeds and you see founders of color who ha- who are used to not having everything handed to them. Or, you know, they're used to having to think outside of the box. They're used to having to be scrappy. And they're saying, well, I can, I can count search if if I need to, if I'm going after something big, I can eat noodles, uh, if I need to, if I'm going after something big and I can do that while I also care for four kids. Like we've never gone without, we've never, um, not had our rent paid. never have, you know, not had electricity, never have not had water. The, the kids yeah. have got to play every sport that they've come to me and say, mama, I want to do gymnastics. Mama, I want to do cheerleading. Mama, I want to play football. Mama, I want to play basketball. They've got to play every sport that they want, you know, that they wanted to play in school, outside of school. Wow. They've not missed out. Yeah. But because that, that is the resilience, the grit, and the scrappiness that living the inequality, um, you know, that we've had to live has afforded us those skills and those characteristics that most investors want to see in founders. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of times they don't find those And a lot of founders. That's why the percentage of, you know, they're willing to throw so much money at um, men who are come from Ivy League schools, right? Uh, blonde hair, blue eyes they're willing to do that for 40 of them and they say oh only 3 of them are actually going to build a unicorn, only 3 of them are actually (laughs) going to be successful doesn't matter how much money we throw why aren't you willing to do that for everyone else why aren't you willing to do that for black and brown founders who who already possess these skills of grit who already possess these skills of scrappiness why aren't you willing to do that for women for women founders right you may be able to invest in 10 and still get 3 they come out as unicorns. For
0: sure. Right.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh exactly. So I'm, I I hope you know things change uh for good and you know you know you know entrepreneurs like you um uh, who I think you know um who plays an active role in these sort of communities and I hope you know your grit, your determination, your hard work will eventually you know I uh, hope change biases for so many investors and and hopefully um hopefully create uh, you know helps you help uh, create history for for many of the you know black women founders or just women founders you know uh, in in general right because many people are looking you know up to folks like you uh, just so that just so that you know if you prove it and if you prove it can be done um I'm sure, like many others, will be inspired and and they will eventually start doing stuff on their own, you know, despite all the challenges, right? And and yeah. uh, uh, th- thanks, thanks for you know um, sharing that. And and other thing that I think, uh, other thing that I also want to point out is, you know, I'm sure your kids are super lucky, uh, because you know, despite whatever you know may come, you know, they have everything they need, and and uh, mm. uh, you know, they have a hardworking mom, you know, I should say. Uh, i'm sure i'm sure you will you will bring these characteristics to you know startup and uh, i'm sure you know your team will you know uh have have a great time uh in 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 backing you up or you know if they if they you know travel with you for long uh, because th- that's the thing right with women founders they bring a lot of empathy and and uh you mm-hmm. know to to the team culture and and as well as the creativity and these resilience aspects right um uh, which, which most of the teams lack uh, you know in fact I worked you know mostly in my career I mostly worked with uh, women managers and you know I just learned a lot and I was able to get support every time I need uh, I hope uh, I hope you know uh, people start recognizing this as well you know being a woman and a founder is is a lot uh, of yeah. advantage for, for the company. Um,
1: I agree. Yeah. Yep. Women Women, women, women. Uh, businesses return on average six times more ROI from from an investment, mm. right? And that oh. does the you know the data is already there. It's just a matter of getting rid of the traditional, the old traditional belief yep. systems about who can be successful at running businesses and what schools they need to go to and where they need to come from. But I do see yep. that changing over time. It's just the question is, is it changing fast enough?
0: Exactly right. That's that's the whole uh, that's the whole question. You know, is it changing fast enough? Because you know, I was also doing podcast about you know racism and other things like that. Uh, uh, but still, you know, that is changing a bit. But is it fast enough for us to you know live happily and safely? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So that hasn't been there. I think it is going in the right direction, but it is going at a very slow pace than what it should be. Uh, but I hope you know. Um, I hope something, you know, magical happens and, and we see the rate of change, I hope the rate of change go- uh, doubles um, very soon. Uh, or not just doubles, I think it has yeah. to, you know, go multi uh, go up by multifold. So another, another thing that I want to, you know, talk about is the twin day, right? Or that the mm-hmm. thing, that accelerator program that you were mentioning. Can you give us more details on it? Because these are sort of the accelerator sub-programs, you know, if they start succeeding, then people will start, you know, believing more, you know, African-American, uh, you know, women or men or uh, you know, more of this community, right? So, just, which is another reason I want to understand more about the Accelerator, what you're doing with it and and how people can reach out to you, you know, if they want to apply for the Accelerator.
1: So, um, the Accelerator is ran out of the Nashville Entrepreneurs Center. Um, mm-hmm. And right now, it's only in the state of Tennessee. Um, gotcha. And uh, we are basically... Uh, connecting founders uh, with mentors and mm-hmm. uh, coaches who can coach them through uh, really anything that they need at that moment um, in their business, whether that be a marketing strategy, whether that be uh, creating financial projections, uh, creating um, a fundraising strategy. So it, it really depends on we meet the business where they where they are to help mm-hmm. them get to their next milestone. Um, and so we're across, we started in Nashville. We're, uh, about to open applications for our fourth cohort. Uh, we're getting ready to graduate mm-hmm. our third. Um, and we are, this is our first time being over to state across the state of Tennessee this year. We have 53, uh, businesses in the cohort this, this year wow. about to graduate. So
0: gotcha. So you you know provide them all the mentorship and the technical resources you know for them to be able to navigate this space mm-hmm. right so but do do you also you know provide some you know financial support or or is it still a work in the progress?
1: Uh, so this last year we did we um, were able to give uh ten thousand or well, grants from three thousand to ten thousand to uh, the participants who um, got selected this past year. So the goal is to be able to do more of that. Um, one of my co-founders did the fundraising for that. Um, and so we were happy to be able to do that. And and the goal for that was to collect data to kind of prove like, Hey, you can give entrepreneurs of color, you know, the knowledge, but if they don't have the funding to execute on that knowledge, to run marketing Mm -hmm. experiments, to hire, uh, you know, help, then they're just sitting there with knowledge right yeah so um we're collecting data on on that as well right now
0: great that's great so but how do you go about you know these fundraisings and you know uh, how does this normally work um if you don't mind sharing
1: fundraising for an accelerator Uh,
0: yeah exactly Uh, right because um even that i'm sure that is challenging because if you're you know that you know, we are now, now asking people to, you know, um uh, support more and more of the companies. So but I think is it is it something different or
1: I believe I no, I did not do the fundraising for twin. Day. Sure. I mean just um, yeah. one of my co-founders did, but mm-hmm. um I know that most of the companies that she reached out to were like organizations like nonprofits who have an initiative. Um uh, and it's because we're not making investments in the company. Um yeah. most of the all of the grants that were given that like they were grants that were non-dilutive so i would imagine that um it's more so like reaching out to corporate partners and and uh, fundraising that way so i i can imagine it would be very different if we were making investments in the business. wow yeah
0: right Uh wow so you are just raising funds just to give away uh for the startups that really need help Uh, wow that is Mm -hmm. great that's a lot of Work already. uh th- Thanks yeah, for you yeah. know doing a great job. I met with you know you know I met with one of uh, one of the startups from the cohort, and I know mm-hmm. they seem really motivated, and they need they really need help too. So yeah, uh, yeah. you know if you are you know the effort that you are you know creating is will have a compounded result in the future, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm super excited for for Twin Day and and all the work that you're doing. Um, and and I really you know I think this is something that I can take away too, right? Because whatever you're doing may not be the impact may not be visible at this point but mm-hmm. it will have a compounded impact over time uh, while, which is yeah. uh, which is going to be uh super super awesome to see because even if the company doesn't succeed but there are so you know these people are learning a lot and and uh, i'm sure if one doesn't work they'll just keep on moving to some other companies mm-hmm. and at some point they'll they'll succeed i'm sure they'll succeed the they'll I mean, they may or may not succeed in the initial time, but the chances that they'll keep going and, and will have a greater career um, and, and a company at some point is, are very high, which you don't get to see in the, you know, immediately, right? So these are the things yeah. that takes time. But, you know, trusting the process and, you know, doing all the hard work while you are, you know, working on your own startup and taking care of family and all, you know, it speaks a lot about your character. And I think this is some, you know, most people should, you know, learn and, you know, do keep doing, you know, this sort of stuff, right? It's not just about ourselves. It's about, you know, helping the community and making sure we all are, you know, learning and growing together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I it makes
1: it a little bit bearable and a little bit easier because a lot of it is intertwined, right? Like, so I am a black founder and, and I'm yep. experiencing a lot of these things. So it makes it easy for me to reach out and, and, uh, reach back and help yep. other black founders because the goal is to see more black tech entrepreneurs building billion dollar companies. Yep. And you had mentioned earlier, um, and I'm sorry if I'm talking too long, but, uh no. you had Oh you had mentioned earlier about um like take you know the being in it for a long time and not giving yeah. up and and that's what it's going to take for the um you know what we call the history changers because people are like Agreed. they're they're you know Fighting back like that wall isn't coming down as easily as we would you know, like for it to come down. So it's gonna take people who are willing to trust that process and um and stay in there until we get one big like we already have one big win with the Calendly guy, right? Like he the Calendly guy, he's got a billion dollar um valuation and then you got the squire, the squire company is almost at a billion dollar. Uh, yep. Tech valuation. so like we just continue to keep working uh, and, yep. and not giving up. like you said, making sure that you know you stay focused on uh, solving the same problem or if you're gonna solve a different problem, fail quickly and move on to something else.
0: exactly. So yeah that, that i think that is the mindset that uh, most of the you know entrepreneurs should adapt and uh, particularly you know uh the underrepresented communities you know there is you're not just you're not just building a company th- this is much beyond and bigger than you so i think this mm-hmm. is kind of the mindset that we all need to carry uh to be able to be you know much successful in the, in the long run cool um yeah th- thanks for sharing that and so in in this process right uh, I'm sure you know there are so many fluctuations and uh uh you know ups and downs and and all in all this stuff right so how do you uh, navigate this uh, process and I'm sure it has it is impacting mm-hmm. you know mentally as well mm-hmm. uh so what, is, what are the few things that you do to make you know uh, to wake up the next day and just keep going at the, the same pace
1: yeah, so I had to really learn how to change my mindset and the way I think about what I'm doing and how I live day by day, and a lot of that was me letting go of every, letting go of what I think should have happened in the next moment and trusting, you know, God has that next moment already, uh, you know, planned for me. He's all, God already knows, right? So I'm a very spiritual person. Mm-hmm. and um, I got to the point to where I don't, you know, when when I lay down at night, I don't wake up with the same frustrations the next morning. I understand that the problem may not have been solved yet, but the emotions around that problem, it's a new day, right? So yep. um, I, I just approach every day as if it's a brand new slate, and whatever I try to fix, Whatever solution I tried to fix the problem yesterday, if that didn't work, we're going to try something different today. And that's what kept me, you know, kept me going. And again, like I said, my why. Knowing that my children have, you know, they've sacrificed a lot, right? Yep. Uh, With me being on this journey. Yep. They believe in me. Uh, The the life that I want them to have is a big part of my why as well. And so that... Mm -hmm that also keeps me going. So keeping the why's that are bigger than, than me in, in the forefront of my, my mind, it's also what helps gets me through the, the really tough times where I'll be like, I am done. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, why did I do this? Like, yeah, yeah. Just today I was thinking like, why didn't I just want to stay like a regular worker? Like why yeah. didn't I just want to, <laughs> work for at&t and make a hundred thousand dollars a year and just like i did not do that just today yeah right so. yeah
0: Fair, yeah so you know just i uh, in a way identifying the you know just keeping the purpose in mind and uh, you know trusting that things are going to change for good you know the next day or or mm-hmm. uh, you know having having a fresh mindset the, the next day i think really yeah I and think being that's, that's a good perspective to have yeah exactly
1: mm-hmm. being intentional mm-hmm. like you can't like you can't be unrealistic and say oh you know I'm going to wake up the next day and I'm going to do the same things that I did yesterday and expect a different outcome right so like we can't do that we have to be yep. intentional to 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 change the outcome or to you know to enforce uh yep. you know a different outcome and you do that every so, day yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly yeah the, the, i think that's that's one mind that's kind of the mindset that every every founder you know should have because mm-hmm. it's going to be a roller coaster ride for so long that you know if we don't have this mindset you know things started you know getting into our head and it might not be a good outcome for us and for the people around us right mm-hmm. cool yeah. and, and also want to understand you know the uh support system uh and you have in place and and the importance of it uh, do you do you have any support system or uh, do you think that's important uh,
1: yeah, yes it is and i i had a wonderful support system with my really hmm. really close friends LA, which were all women <laughs> oh, nice. um, yes um i had even before i became a founder this support system was in place I could call them like I'm a single mother, right? So mm-hmm. I could call them and be like, hey, can you go and pick such and such up from school, drop them off a gymnastics class for me? Uh, I'm getting off of work late. Like whenever I got a promotion and my hours would change, I could call on them. Um, uh, but now like with um my team, the team that I'm building uh right now, the support of, you know, every single person that we add to the team, the them knowing and understanding and believing in the goal and believing in what we're building, you know, believing in that problem and that the fact that that problem needs to be solved and what we're building needs to exist. That is the best support that you can ever have as an early stage founder. And a mm-hmm. lot of times we try to do it all by ourselves because we're early stage. Right. So yep. we wait to build these types of relationships. And I wish that I had not waited. Um yeah. And and try to do everything uh, myself because now that I have a team of amazing people who believe in me, nice. things have gotten a little easier. We're starting to see a lot more traction. Right? Uh, yeah. Um. So it's the it's the support system that you have before you become a founder. They're going to be the support system that you have when you become a founder, and then you have yep. to build the right team to be that support system. On going.
0: Yeah, right. So just make your team as as a bigger support system. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so that you all back off, you know, each other, when you know, whenever, uh back up each other whenever, you know,
1: needed, yeah, they're right? going to be the ones to say, girl, you better not quit because I'm living with you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm living through you. You better not quit. Like, they're going to be the ones to, that's going to be like, that's going to make you cry. Like when I was in Seattle, right? Yeah. And um, the, the, the girl that I was telling you about that I could always call on to pick up my kids' even before I became a founder, like I'm walking down the street in Seattle and she calls me on the phone and she's boohoo and crying. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you made it. It's just oh. like, like all these years I watched you work and work and work. And like, they're going to be the ones that's going to celebrate with you, you know? Yeah. So that's going to be your support system. Wow. Um, who's going to tell you, don't give up. Keep going. I believe in you. Because there's going to be a lot of times where you're not even going to believe in yourself. And you're gonna to have to borrow other people's faith and, and borrow other people's viewpoint of yourself in order for you to, to to get up the next day and put one foot in front of the other and continue going.
0: Wow. Okay. I think this is this is kind of the unique session that I heard so far. You know, in 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 my life, uh, because borrowing, you know, uh, the support systems' belief and faith, uh, you know, whenever needed, right? I'm um, mm-hmm. which is when we are low, we need like a lot more support and, you know, we need to know that other people believe in us mm-hmm. and no matter what we do and no matter how the scenarios are, I think, I think that is, um, that is something to take away for me. Uh, and I think for many people as well. So yeah, I think, and I also see the importance of it, uh, for, uh, for sure. Cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I tell all the time, my kids, I borrow from my kids faith and they like, they wouldn't even know I was doing it because, uh, having the faith, Having faith to where you believe that you're going to get what you want, right? Yep. Or the, you're going to reach the goal that you aim to achieve. You have to have the faith of a child. You yep. tell a child you're going to take them to Disney World, they're not going to let you forget it,
0: right? Yeah. They're going to yep.
1: remind you that yep. you told me you're taking me to Disney World on September the 23rd <laughs> of 2024, and we're going. They're going to keep on reminding you Yeah. watch the kids. Watch how quickly they believe. Watch how much they can believe, and that's yep. how you learn to have that faith again. And that's my kids helped me with that. So.
0: Wow. Okay. That's uh, that's uh, some other thing to keep in mind as well. You know, it's also, which also means that you know there is faith, and you know, you know, people believe in you in, in so many ways. It's just that we need to understand that that is the case, and you know, keep believing in ourselves too, right? Yes. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah th- thanks for sharing it.
1: You so, haven't. and
0: and while we speak about this support system, you know, and, and also team building and stuff like that. So, one, one thing that I want to understand is when you are a founder, you know, um, there are multiple categories, right? Like uh, maybe, uh you know, one is stake, other is marketing uh, and sales and stuff like that. So, how is, uh, if you don't, I mean, not everyone has, you know, expertise in all these three areas or Nor there is any exception, any expectation that you know everyone should know all this. Mm -hmm. So how how do you you know deal with the things that you don't want to know or don't own? Hire
1: for it. Like are you saying like what we don't know?
0: Yeah, Um, I mean uh, yeah. First thing is you know let's say for the things that we know, right? Uh, You know, mm -hmm. hiring is one of the strategies, but Mm -hmm. it's not always feasible because maybe you know if you want to go for a quick marketing um maybe in the for the next six months you may not you may not want to hire for that role though because that's not gonna stay for long maybe Mm -hmm. you know finding an agency but even before getting to an agency you need to understand the domain a little better like how do you educate Mm -hmm. yourself or how do you you deal with those yeah uh
1: i watch a lot of youtube videos um Mm -hmm. and i read a lot of books um you should see my kindle is my kindle Mm -hmm. is like the most boring kindle and like it's just all educational books on marketing geo targeting i read a lot mm-hmm. of reports um you know staying up to date on uh what marketers are doing in the industry mm-hmm. um there's a lot of self-taught um in the beginning gotcha. but when you as you grow when you don't have time to do it uh um, then you have to, or, or if you find that you, even with you reading, like uh, reading the books and watching the YouTube videos and you find that you're still not great at that,
0: yep.
1: um, you know, hire, hire it out. Because taking a lot of time trying to teach yourself to do something and get great at it when you know that that's not going to be something, your complete role in the company, yeah. uh, it could cost you time and growth. Exactly, so, and when uh, I say hire, I don't mean like hire a W two employee. Um, but you may bring a person, a mentor. Yeah, yeah, maybe a mentor, like, uh, maybe mm-hmm. uh,
0: you know, consultant or freelancer. Yeah, right,
1: absolutely, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. But, but also make sure you know what you you need to know. Like you said, the domain you need to know the foundation so that somebody can't come in and tell you something that isn't true, and you know sure. when you're getting played. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know. True. so Yeah. yeah.
0: I think yeah and I think we heard you know a few stories which are pretty scary that if you don't know the domain they are going to screw you a big time right mm-hmm. so understanding domain um and you know hiring the right people is also the key and if you don't hire and if you try to do it by yourself it is costing the growth so that is another another point here yeah yeah right? that's yeah. that's
1: why they say hire fast i mean hire uh slow fire fast yeah. it is i don't even think I don't think anybody has figured out how to find the right talent the first go round, (laughs) you know, as a early company, I don't think anybody's figured that out yet.
0: Yeah. I don't even think, you know, uh, anyone can figure that out as well, because uh, it, it varies a lot based on human uh, interest, you know, their scenarios and, and, uh, you know, situations they are in. I think it, it kind of, there are so many variables uh, in -hmm. that. And I'm, not sure. And it, it depends on, you know, founders interest and the, girl, you know, the background and stuff like that. I think there are just so many, you know, variables, which is, which makes it really hard to, you know, say that, Hey, the, you, this is the perfect person for you. So I think mm-hmm. it's more like, Hey, you trust one person, you know, they trust you. And I think it's a process of working mm-hmm. together for a certain time to say that, Hey, they are the best hire. Right. So I think, yeah. I think it's a, it's a, it's a work. Uh, it's a working process. Um, mm-hmm. I think that everyone needs to go to, uh, at least, or at least yeah, that's what you know. I've seen based on based on my experience so far. No, yeah, but,
1: I, uh, I agree. I think that's the best process to use.
0: <laughs> yep, exactly. So, so when you are, you know, a non-technical founder, you know, I've seen and uh, I've seen many startups fail uh, due to you know being a non-technical founder. Uh, it's because of, you know, maybe not being able to hire or things like that. So, but, you know, hiring, hiring a right technical partner is obviously the solution, but, you know, I'm sure you, I know you have a, you know, a very good, uh, counter CTO part, which is, which is a good, uh, which is very, uh, fortunate, but want to understand what are the challenges that you faced so far as a, as a non-tech founder?
1: Um a lot of invest like being a non-technical founders investors like to to see that the the primary um CEO you know has some type of technical background
0: yeah.
1: um so having to uh you know explain
0: just explain that you know.
1: and yeah and that was you know in the beginning when I before my co-founder joined me because it, when I first started this for about the first two years it was just me. Like I oh. didn't have a, a a technical co-founder. I I outsourced my development uh, to a team in Shaniga. Um oh. and I worked worked with them through Skype. And a lot of um, investors would question that, right? Like, sure. how do you yep. how are you going to scale when you don't have an in-house person? Like, what if you can't pay? Like, what if you run yep. out of cash? Is the the product development gonna stop? Right? So that. Um is one of the, the the primary things that I ran into. Not been a technical founder, but I have taught myself um over the years, watching YouTube videos, mm. um, you know, learning how to read code. Um nice. you know, when I came over that with the AWS, I'm like, I want to learn. I want to sit in every session and I want to learn so I at least know, you know, yep. uh what's going on. And when I came to you and I was like hey, this is what we want to do for AI. And you're like, this is yep. what you need, right? So we yep. just met with um, AI developers probably about a week ago where, where we are hiring. And one of them tried to tell me something that I know you had already told me what yep. needs to be done. And they were telling me something different. And I'm like, mm, no, right? Yep. <laughs> so that's how, yep. I, that's how I deal with it. I educate myself. I lean heavy on my my, my tech team and uh, trust them to, to do the job and to follow the vision but I also educate myself to make sure,
0: um, you know, that I know what's going on. Great, yeah. I think I think that is one uh, process, or that is one thing that people should keep doing. You know, lean more on support system, and you know, try to keep you know educate educate yourself as, you know, as you need, or even if you don't need, you just keep on educating yourself because at some point you have to understand the domain knowledge, like we were talking earlier, right? Cool. Mm-hmm so and and the uh, you know um uh, in my opinion you know being a non tech founder has so many advantages because i'm a techie, right uh, you know if i'm a, if i'm founding a, if i'm trying to fo- you know uh start a company i'm sh- you know there were scenarios where i was just focusing on the tech and uh I was like okay well, let's build this feature you know let's you know i'm sure you know let's build another feature and this is needed for customers and things like that so uh, so the process is more about you know, being, uh, you know, building something, you know, tech wise and not really focusing on all the, the uh, other feature. customer requirements and all all the business sides of it. Right. But yeah. uh, so which makes me think, you know, being a non tech, you know, co-founder or founder is, is a real big advantage as long as they hire, you know, a right CTO or they hire the right tech team. <laughs> Uh, based on my experience so far yeah, uh, because okay. i mean i can say that being a techie right because i want to solve and i want to build things i would rather do it because i've seen a couple of other people who should you know who should have invested their time in sales and marketing but they are like you know they, them being techies they're like hey i'm I'm gonna build a awesome product and i'll just keep on doing it they never spent enough time okay. on you know branding and marketing and the sales aspect so which is yeah which makes me think maybe you know which non-tech founder is is the right way to go as long as you know they have the right tech partner or, you know they have the right tech team.
1: Do you yeah, do you I agree with that always, or what do you think? I I agree. Well, I think that the CEO of the company should should know, uh, like you said, domain. Um, but yeah, I agree that with the right tech co-founder, it it is a little bit uh not easier, but. Because sales and marketing is pretty hard. Like building the tech it is, is the fun hard. part, right? It's the fun it part and you get to be creative and you get to build things, right? Yep. Um I don't know whether cuz I have I'm not technical but I am involved in the tech. Like I right now I have to uh join the 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 standups, right? Yep. Because I I'm still I'm because we don't have a product manager on the team right now, I'm what's driving the the development. Product. Right? Nice. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I do think... I don't know. That's a hard one, Rohit. That's yeah. you got me thinking.
0: I yeah, right. really I mean, I don't know. Thinking. I've been thinking about it for a while, too, because, uh, you know, it's... I mean, there is no right or wrong combination, but I don't see that as a disadvantage as many investors see, like you were saying. Yeah. right? I think... Uh-huh as long as they have the right team, you know, right technical counterpart, maybe being mm-hmm. a non-tech, you know, CEO helps. Because, you know, the thing, what what happens, what, what's happening was, I guess, you know, look if you look at all the, you know, big tech companies, right? So that's where the mindset of being a technical founder comes in. Mm-hmm. Because they were techies and they built this highly scalable products, which also worked well. But it doesn't mean that, you know, everyone should have the same path or you know uh, pattern because there are so many other technical founders, horrible things which didn't even work.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, so
0: yeah. we are, I think, because it's like like make like that
1: on the the customer experience. Like they, it's like you can get real focused on building something really cool, and then it's like, yeah, but a customer doesn't think that way.
0: Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that that's one thing you know. We are really skew, uh, skewed towards you know this top you know ten founders or twenty founders, and we say that hey, I think tech founder is the is the right personality to have you know right is the right founder for a startup, and you know we should just go invest in them. I think that's a very limited or or you know narrow narrow mindset to have as an investor. I guess I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. I mean they know better, but that's just my experience. Uh, Actually, they don't. I
1: mean investors are really, really <laughs> smart, but a lot of them haven't really. The, you know, a lot of investors haven't built a tech company. They've invested in tech companies, right? Yeah. And so they're looking from the outside in of what has worked in the past, right? Yeah. Um, and that, like we said in the Y Combinator talk with Michael Siebel, and he mm-hmm. kind of mentioned that he looks for two tech founders. Like he invests in startups that have two, like tech founders. Well. The CEO is a tech founder, and so it's a CTO, right? and um who says that that's the best combination based on his investment thesis that's what works yep. for him um but yep. we've also seen that solo founders become uh you know successful so yep.
0: um and and many non-tech founders you know are, are billionaires mm-hmm. now as well so yeah but yeah. yeah so i think i think there is no right or you know wrong answer maybe but i think it's it shouldn't be considered as as a real disadvantage. Is is what where I'm where I'm getting to,
1: right? I, yeah, and I think I think what we have just really figured out on this call, and, and it could help any founder who's listening right now, is that at the end of the day, everybody has an opinion about what would yep. work, right? Yep. Um, and we've seen different, um, a a a different mixture of teams that actually were successful, we've seen some stellar teams who failed, right? Yeah. And nobody really knows. But at the end of the day, right, if you want to build something, if you want to be successful, build it and go be successful, regardless of what investor tells you that you don't have what it takes for them to invest in you, somebody out there will say yes. Somebody out there will believe in you, right? Yep and don't don't give up if that means you pivoting pivot if that means you you know say okay this problem is not for me uh i'm gonna work on a different problem do that just never ever give up and believe in yourself i think that's i think people have been saying that forever but i think we really just kind (laughs) of
0: exactly i mean i think yeah you know people have been saying this forever but at the same time um we are also talking with based on our experience, you know, which is which many people can probably correlate to. So I think these are some things that they might want to hear, you know, yeah. this day or today or maybe tomorrow. We never know, right? So mm-hmm.
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, I
0: agree. Um, and and if I think about it, even Amazon founder is not a tech person. He's he's a Wall Street guy uh, who just figured out the technical part really well. So and he faced many rejections in the beginning. So it's you know, it just as you as you just rightly said. Just it's your idea. It's your, you know, job to make it work, no matter what people think. And, you know, mm-hmm. just be resilient uh, yeah. when you do it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and I, think, I think this, this is getting... Of,
1: uh, yeah. And they tell this story of overnight success. And we all, you and I both know that there is no such thing as overnight success. And, <laughs> yeah. and to them, like overnight success is really 10 years. That's, that's sure. real, true overnight success. Um, <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes uh,
0: you know, ten even ten years might be too small because you know, it's
1: exactly. Yeah, you know, they told us a story about the Kindle when the Kindle first came out, and it took what ten to fifteen years before the market was willing to even adopt the Kindle as a a, an option for reading a book. But had Jeff Bezos, um, I'm gonna call him Uncle Jeff now, but uh, (laughs) had Jeff Bezos. Said, you know what these people said they're not going to use it after two or
0: three years the kindle is a stupid idea right <laughs> we, yeah if they if they cool. yeah if they believed so they might have lost like just a few billion dollars because and that's a <laughs> great product you know many many users really need it like like yeah yeah
1: exactly
0: i agree Yep. yeah i know i know uh we are also you know running out of time just want to you know understand a couple of more things uh from you erica so how do you you know approach this uh you know Marketing and branding, you know, I, uh, you know, as you were saying, right? That it takes a lot of creativity and a lot of innovation, innovative approaches, for a, for a startup. Uh, how important are those? And how do you approach this? Ah, uh,
1: so one, a lot of customer discovery, um, a lot of discovery with myself. I, I, I don't think it ever ever stops. you constantly asking yourself questions, asking your team's questions, asking your customers questions, um, to make sure that you're delivering your message as concise, uh, and as possible, impactful Mm -hmm. as possible. Um, it just, it evolves over time. We've had, oh my God, we've had so many, so many different marketing messages and it has, it has evolved over time, but just constant talking to customers, constant, um, questioning yourself, questioning your team, questioning anybody that interacts with the uh with the product and mm-hmm. uh adapting that message uh, according to the feedback that you get um, gotcha. until you get it right. Um and it may take you a while to get that message in right and it's about mm-hmm. uh experimenting with the messaging. Yep. Um same thing like it's the same thing as like fire hire slow and fire fast. It's the same thing. Try a marketing message out. If it doesn't yeah. work, change just, it
0: up. Yeah, yeah, and 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 uh, you know, yeah, that makes sense. Then how do you also go about marketing? Like, what are the different avenues do you use to send the message out? Oh,
1: um, well, are you asking like what platforms we use? Yeah, they, what, what just, channels? Uh, is it
0: yeah? What channels? Yep.
1: Yeah. Um. So we use, of course, social media, Facebook, uh, TikTok, uh, working with like TikTok influencers. Um, mm. We were using Google Ads um, we were we use email marketing, um, text message.
0: Um. nice. Just everything yeah, out uh, there.
1: Well, that's what we have used. What we're finding is that uh, our best marketing channels one is LinkedIn and uh, Facebook. Um, and using, like I mean, going to uh events like relationship marketing. The the traditional marketing strategies don't. They are good for brand awareness. As far yep. as like con- conversions, it's been relationships. It's been yep. you know showing up at uh events, uh trade shows, um building relationships on LinkedIn. Yep. Yeah, because we're B two B. Yep, yep and then so yeah and and then for b to c it's um TikTok and facebook and gotcha so, so
0: yeah i mean these are these are like quite a few things to do like how do you manage do you all do it by yourself or do you have um uh, people do you hire people to do it or you know just curious to understand like what is the right way to go about, you know like these many sorts of marketing because even for my podcast right i know i had to do a lot of work I never even posted an Insta, you know, which is the most easiest thing to do for me because I just, I'm not that kind of person. So how do you, so if I build a company, you can imagine how it's going to be, right? You know, it's yeah, all going to be tech, yes. you know, no product marketing, uh, branding. So you yeah. just want to understand like, wh- what do you, how do you do it by yourself or like, you know, how do you hire the team to do it?
1: Um, so one, I don't like creating content. Um hmm. I, like I will, when I say creating content, I don't like doing the editing. I don't like creating the graphics, yeah. yep. uh, but I'll make a video, right? Like I'll, yeah. I'll do that and then send it off to somebody else to turn it into um, content for social media or content for Legion. Um, and, and the first hire that I did bring on outside of Ryan, uh, like the dev team, but the first hire that I brought on was a marketing uh, strategist. Because gotcha. I am. not I'm not, I don't like creating content. It's time consuming. And then I'm a perfectionist and I will sit there and redo it and be like, it could be better. It could be better. It could be better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I hired that out. I don't work with Mm. agencies at this stage. Um, Mm. I just find that uh, working with freelancers um, is a lot more affordable for early stage company and you don't want to get into like, Large amounts of uh expenses, yep. Having large bills in the in the early on, so I don't use agency, uh, gotcha. at all right now. And then gotcha. my 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 daughters are uh nineteen and uh eighteen and seventeen, and the eighteen and nineteen year old uh they work part time and yeah. do like uh they'll post on social media for me, they'll do market research for me. Any, any, you know, extra soft skills or soft tasks that I need done, I I pay them to do it. And then we have Uh uh, other interns that we work with, uh, you know, around the college. Like, it really gives them um, extra skills, right? Yes. Like, they know how to build a website now. Like, I've taught them how to build a website using HTML, right? Nice, Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I just utilize what's around me. Um, as for the content creation. We hired a Back content to. writer. Um, oh, nice. One th- yeah. So one thing I did is, so I used Trello and I'll put like topics of the content that we need for SEO purposes, right? And mm-hmm. I just basically um, put a call out on social media, like a Facebook group. It's like I'm hiring content writers, freelance content writers um, and told them like how much per word I was paying, you know, uh per article, and um, as I hired them, I would give them access to the Trello board, and they would just go in and tag their name on whatever article they were submitting um, gotcha, and that's how I got a lot of content done that way too okay. so
0: hmm. okay that's uh those are those are some good inputs for me, and I hopefully for other people who are listening as well, so you know, don't hire an agency, you know hire a hire a you know probably it's you better you know. Mm-hmm. outsource it in the sense like you know offload it from you because it takes a lot of time and it you yeah. know, if you're a perfectionist it's just going to kill all your time which is which is not ideal you know if you're a founder or a co-founder because mm-hmm. there are so many other fights to put out right so right cool. yeah. Uh, thanks, as, uh,
1: yeah as a as a founder as a ceo your job whether you're a co-founder ceo or cto your job is funding and sales right yep. in building yep. the team and then as the cto your job is the product right and yep. building that that dev team so you don't have time to be playing around with canva
0: <laughs> yep exactly <laughs> you <know>? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are just so many uh, i mean maybe you want to do it but still that's not the ideal you know way you should spend your time Like, right? mm-hmm. yeah cool yeah i agree know uh, i think we have like, a couple of more minutes so i just want to understand uh you know what are the biggest lessons you learned so far and yeah uh and if you want to you know if you had a chance to you know go back and change a couple of things what 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 would those be
1: do not wait to build systems and processes just because you are a startup um even if you don't have one employee even if you don't have one customer Build your system and processes as you go, because mm-hmm. when you get ready to scale, if you don't have any direction for those people that you bring on, they're not going to yeah. stick around. Um, so, I don't it, even if it's just you writing it down on a Google Drive, write yeah. down every step that you that you take uh, to accomplish a specific goal. And yep. replicate that over and over and over again until you can teach it to somebody else. And don't hire until you can do that. Do not bring somebody, do not bring in anyone without having some type of systems, uh, or process that's uh without having some type of SOPs in place, even if they're raggedy SOPs. <laughs> yep. That's gotcha. one thing that I that I've learned. It makes the uh building a team a lot harder. Even though you may tell them like, Hey, we're a startup you know, our systems and processes are here and I'm gonna tell you what they are and then you're gonna, you know, and they'll they they're going to say, Oh, I love startups. I love, you know, scrappy startups, but then when they get in there, it's like, oh, I need direction. <laughs> and yeah. And they're right. They are absolutely correct. They need that yeah. direction, even if that direction is a one, two, three, four, right? Yep. Yeah. On a Google Doc. Yeah. Don't don't wait. So that's been my biggest uh one of my let me say not biggest one of my uh most current um things that i've learned that I, that has like kind of um been something that i've learned and then uh i would say throughout my whole entire journey don't focus on what don't focus on the the obstacles you know Know that the obstacles exist, but do not focus on them in such a way that it slows you down. Mm. Um, Look at the, there is a a positive way that you can look at your obstacles, if that makes sense. You may have a block. But there is a positive way for you to look at that block, and you just have to find it. Don't focus on the negative of that block. See how that block can be a stepping stone to yep. um, your next milestone.
0: Hey, yeah, that's great. Every every obstacle is an opportunity as well, mm-hmm. in some other way, right?
1: Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So
0: having a having that positive, uh, you know, outlook to life, in general, and and you know, um. Just figuring out, you know, what you want the team to be done, you know, before you bring in the team, is, <laughs> yeah. is equally important because obviously, as a CEO, it's also your job to lead the team, you know, set the direction and set the vision. So yeah, you, know, you cannot just hire people. Okay, yeah, that that's cool. fair. Uh, and and that's those are those are some um, interesting takeaways. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing those. Uh, I know I keep on just saying this, but one last question. So. <laughs> You know um uh, you know I always ask you know people to you know explain something uh in two minutes that took a very long time for you to learn I know you shared a couple of things already but do you have you know anything else or um uh or, you it know, took I think... a
1: long time to learn yep uh fundraising <laughs> <laughs> sure how how to do it with confidence right um mm-hmm that took me a really really long time to learn because everybody does it differently um finding my own my own uh flow with uh you know pitching to investors talking to investors uh and raising money that t- it took a really long time for me to really understand the cap table to understand the different investment vehicles and which ones were uh you know more beneficial uh for me mm-hmm. as a founder to make sure that i'm not giving up too much equity i'm not giving out uh you know board seats too early on um yep. so that that was probably the longest thing um that it took me to to learn
0: gotcha. and how important are these for uh, for any founder to learn unless at what stage should they uh be learning all this
1: but if you're going to be a company that's going to be seeking uh, raising capital and selling equity in your company or shares in your company, you need to learn from before you, before you, you know, start. Give of like anything. Yeah. Yeah. Before you give anything away. Um, I, I highly recommend that you. Um, Carta is really good about educating uh, the founders that use their platform. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's a lot of resources in Carter's library that where you don't even have to be a member to to access that will educate you on the different uh, vehicles and also negotiating those vehicles. Negotiating your terms um, is another skill that I I suggest that you learn from the very beginning. Um, But I would say from the very beginning.
0: Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's that's good. Um uh, thanks for thanks for sharing that. Uh, I think that ends our, our uh, Q&A so far. So cool. Uh again, uh thanks Erika. You know, it has been a pleasure and a learning experience for me um in the podcast, you know, today' podcast with you and I hope uh, many people will get a chance, you know, to learn from you and and uh, you know to gain more resilience and to learn, you know, some other characters in resiliency or having a positive outlook, you know, building a support system or, or you know, uh, just borrowing, you know, belief and faith, you know, from people around you, you know. I hope you know, people just start, you know, learning all these from from this podcast, and I hope they take away uh, with them um, for for long, right? So, mm-hmm. which which helps, which can help them, you know, to be really successful. Um, so, yeah, thanks again uh, for being open and, and, you know, authentic on the show uh, with me. So it, 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 is, it has been a pleasure and a learning experience. Thanks. Thank you.
1: You're so very welcome. Thank you for having me. I, I sure, enjoyed that you. conversation. So.
0: Yeah, same here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.